Welcome to the first Odd Bits and End Pieces Best of Show. Picking this lineup wasn't easy. We had multiple choices of brilliant songs, sketches, and interviews. These are our gift to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our first Best of Show. Wiley Riley McNutt wrote a wonderful sketch about marriage, relationships, and why words are important. This sketch takes some unexpected twists and turns with a wonderful cast. Feisty Felicia Cunningham plays the bride, Riley McNutt the groom, Lee Johnson the minister, and the audacious Ann Michaels is the maid of honor. I now pronounce you man no, and... that's not how you say it. I beg your pardon? I said, that's not how you say it. I'm pretty sure I know my business. Well, since you are addressing me, I don't think it is so much your business as my business. I wasn't... Uh... Fine. How would you say it? Amanda. I don't go for all that shortening Mandy or Manda, and definitely not man. It's Amanda. Oh, no... This is part of the traditional wedding. I don't think giving a bridesmaid a terrible nickname is part of the ceremony. Amanda? Shut up! What? I'm not the one who started it. This weirdo wants to give me pet names while you two are waiting for him to finish the stupid ceremony. He wants to pronounce, meaning like announce that... Am I at a non-consensual renaming ceremony disguised as a wedding? I heard what he said. He was going to pronounce Dean as man and me... As wife. So, he wasn't talking to me? No, dumbass. Now, can we get back to my wedding? Uh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Please, go ahead. Very well. I know... Well, how is that better? Wasn't he already a man? Amanda. Sorry, right. Yeah, okay. Oh. Okay. Yes. Alrighty then. You know I what? No. Oh, what the hell, Amanda? This is the big reveal, the turning point, where you cease to be single individuals and become a unit. Yes, and that is why she will now be wife. Yeah, and I better be in the next minute here. Before this, as man and woman, you were apart. Now you're man and wife? So only your identity changes? No, not at all. It, it just signifies that her role in this life is really And not Dean's. He's still man because that's already the pinnacle? I told you. This was going to be a traditional thing. You see all the fancy architecture and the man in the vestments that you've been shouting at? Big Renfest fan, huh? These are the ceremonial clothes of my station. Okay, Dumbledore. Maybe go find some Ewoks in Mordor. The ladies are talking. Listen, this ceremony is centuries old, signifying You mansplain at me one more time, I will punch you in the frock! Ah, no offense, Father. Technically, I'm not... Shh. I'm talking to my beautiful friend. Okay, okay, hold on. I, you know what, I think you might be right. I thought you'd catch on. So, what do you want? Colleen, Dean may not want to change for you, but I do. I want to make room for you. 
What are you saying? I am willing to not be a woman standing alone and to become the wife to your wife or spouse or partner or whatever. Let's get married. Although not at this establishment. I don't think they do that here. Oh, oh my God. Just think about it. You and I have always been best friends. You have never said that about Dean. Hey! Shut up, Dean! Colleen, isn't happiness getting to spend the rest of your life with your best friend? Let's get the fuck out of here. Sign papers at the Justice of the Peace. Oh, okay. What? Shut up, Dean. Amanda, you're right. Dean isn't the most important part of my life. You are. Dean was convenient and, and simple and easy to explain. What? Shut up, Dean. Sorry, Dean. Amanda, let's do this. Let's, let's fucking do this. What? Shut up, Dean. We have been blessed to have Anita Ruth and Joan Griffith play on almost every episode of our podcast. These amazing women play and arrange everything. If you don't find your feet moving to Receipt de Samba, either you're not listening or you're not breathing. Here's Joan Griffith introducing the song. The musical selection for this episode of Odd Bits and End Pieces is Receipt de Samba written in 1959 by the great Brazilian mandolinist and composer Jacob do Bandolim. The title, Recite de Samba, loosely translates as Recipe for Samba. Recite de Samba is performed here by Anita Ruth on piano and Joan Griffith on mandolin.
long pipe inspired this whimsical, playful little story about a chance meeting with a leprechaun. Acting veteran Gary Briggle plays Shane, and the effervescent Wendy Lair plays Lucky. Well, look who's scampering out in the rain. Holy cow! A leprechaun! Oh, and so it is. Are you thinking today may be your lucky day? Hell yes! You don't see a leprechaun every day. And you don't see an aardvark either. So why would you be out here wandering in the rain? Well, it wasn't raining when I left. I was walking to clear my head. Well, what's troubling you, laddie? The name's Shane. And I'd be lucky. So, you were saying? If you don't mind my asking lucky, what are you smoking in that long pipe of yours? Oh, I don't mind you asking at all, Shane, my boy. It's a little clover, a little sage, and some magic dust, just for the kick. Is it a good kick? Oh, let's just say, if you had a talk on me pipe right now, you'd be on your arse for three days. You'd wake up and wouldn't remember any of this. Sounds like the stuff I used to smoke in college. Oh, I assure you, small-minded one, your stuff in college never left you with dreams of unicorns and trolls. That it did not. Now, back to your troubles, Shane. Oh, yeah. It's a money thing. I just lost my job through no fault of my own, and I got three kids and a wife to worry about. I'm not dealing well with the stress. Oh, stress is only good at an Irish wedding. Do you know the difference between an Irish wedding and an Irish funeral? One less drunk. (laughs) Oh, take me advice, Shane. Stay the course. Look for a new job and a better one will land in your lap. But in the meantime, how do I live? How do I make my mortgage and car payments and the kids' private school tuition? Well, look for a rainbow. Follow it to the end and you'll find your pot of gold. Hey, it stopped raining. And looky, looky, a rainbow seems to have appeared behind the tree you're sitting in front of right now. Yes, thank God it's obvious, lad. There lies my pot of gold. You need only to step around me and claim the pot of gold as your own. Then you'll never have any monetary worries the rest of your life. You're not going to try and stop me from taking your gold? Oh, that would be foolhardy. Shane, my oversized ogre. (laughs) You're twice my size, and I value my life more than the pot of gold behind the tree. Thank you, Lucky. You're a charm. (laughs) Is there any way I could ever thank you for your kindness and generosity? Oh, no, Shane, me boy. Knowing you'll be happy will keep me smiling for centuries to come. Well, then, I guess it's time to claim my future. Before you do, laddie, let's share a toke of friendship from me pipe to celebrate your good fortune. A toke it is to friendship. (sighs) To friendship. Okay, I guess I'll just (sighs) take a little nap before I collect. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Shane. Lie in the clover. 
It makes a fine bed. <laughs> well, time to collect me things and be off. Maybe I should leave a coin or two in Shane's pocket to help the poor lad and his family. <laughs> but why? He won't remember a thing about me. Just the unicorns and trolls dancing in his head. <laughs> yeah. We might as well see if Shane has anything worthwhile in his pockets for a well-deserving leprechaun. <laughs> well, lo and behold, a gold watch. The inscription says it's from his da. How sweet. <laughs> this will make a fine addition to me pot of gold. T. Michael Rambo is the master, a jack of all trades. Words alone cannot express the respect and professionalism Mr. Rambo brings the Twin Cities stages. Everyone who has worked with T. Michael will attest to his greatness of talent and loving spirit. Well, hello, everyone. This is Joan Griffith. I'm your Odd Bits and End Pieces interviewer. And my guest today is T. Michael Rambo. Hey. T. Michael, you're going to sing something for us. What is that going to be? Yeah, I'm going to sing a selection called I Love Being Here With You, as I do. Spending time with you and Anita is one of the highlights of my day and my life. All right. Well, let's hear that selection, and then we'll come right back. All right. I love the East. I love the West, the North and South, they're both the best. Well, I only go there as a guest, cause I love being here with you. I love the sea, I love the shore, I love the rocks, and what is more. Well, with you here, it will never be a bore, cause I love being here with you. Singing in the shower, laughing by the hour. Life is such a breezy game. I love all kinds of weather, as long as we're together. I love it when you call my name. I love fine wine and fine cuisine. I love that candlelight, ooh, I just dig that scene. Well, baby, if you know what I mean, I just love being here with you. Basie's band is swinging, I love Ella singing, there's something else you know. They know how to play it, they know how to say it, wind it up and let it go. I love the thrill of New York shows, take a look at Jimmy Durante's big old nose. <laughs> I have to say before I close, I love being here with you. I love being here with you. I love being here with you. Love being here with you. Yeah. Well, T. Michael, that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, and whose whose arrangement is that, or is that just one that you like to sing? Or that's where just did you one learn? that I like to sing, and it's it's really neat because um, it's something that that you and Anita and I, the three of us, have been able to kind of master. That really is a good um, highlight of all of our our talents. So it brings us together and merges the original arrangement in a beautiful way. 
Ah, and so, I mean, I know you do a lot of different kinds of singing. I, I mean, do. This is, you know, a jazz standard. Um, but what other kinds of stuff do you do? Well, you know, my, my background in music is really very broad. As you say, I have uh, sung operatic selections and, and done operas uh, here, both here in the United States and abroad and in Europe, throughout Europe. I um, do uh, selections of gospel music and more legit, if you will, kind of singing um, in terms of musical theater and classical work. So I've done a broad range of things, and I, I enjoy probably one of the most uh, enjoyable uh, areas of music for me as a, as a vocalist would be jazz and the blues. I really get a real kick out of singing the blues. Yeah. Uh, really, It speaks to my family of origin and everything. That's right. And do you have a, a singer that you really like to listen to? Well, actually, one of my favorite singers is not really a, a blues singer, but a jazz singer. I love Johnny Hartman. Oh, gosh, yes. And, and, and little Jimmy Scott is another one of my favorite vocals. I just love the the way he is able to um, allow the silence to speak as, as profoundly as the lyric and the music. He, he's the person who can just sing, um, Sometimes. I feel, you know, he has this ability to just lay out a lyric. It's so beautiful. Right. Kind of a, a storyteller in yes, that way. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And did you grow up listening to those guys or was that an acquired taste or how did it was that An go? acquired taste somewhat, but my grandfather was a big jazz enthusiast, as is my father. Um, they would listen to Morgana King and, and Billy Eckstein and a host sure. of other greats. Yeah. So yeah. grew up with that in your ear a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't start singing until I was in my tw- late twenties, almost thirty. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, so oh. I wasn't a I wasn't a singer, in the sense of what so many vocalists say when they say I I, I grew up singing in the church or I grew up singing in choirs or or, or any of those things that that didn't come to me until uh, like I say later in life. Wow, that is that is an unusual thing. So what were you, were you doing arty things before you I started wasn't, singing? I, I was a banker. Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was. Well, I got my degree in marketing and then in finance, and so I went to the University of Texas at Austin, mm-hmm. and then um, I did that sort of work for many years, and then I um, had a one-way ticket to Minnesota, oh. and when I got that one-way ticket, I stayed, and I made this my home, and found a new way to relate to life and to speak to myself in in a fashion that's authentic and uh, genuine and gives me a lot of joy. Wow, and what was that like the first time you laid yourself out to people as a I singer? I was scared to bejesus. I bet. Yeah, it was really nerve-wracking. And, and and it still gets nerve-wracking for me from time to time where I really find myself uh, becoming self-conscious and very self-aware of, of where I am and what I'm doing. But it's just something that I think if that ever were to stop, I think I might be in the wrong, in wrong industry or the wrong, doing the wrong thing. Well, you add a lot to our community in Thank many you. ways that I've been in shows with you or seen you on stage. And, um, Thank you. It would be a, a loss, you know, if you were out there singing. And, and uh, Well, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to have such a supportive community and to be in a, in a city where there is such a breadth and depth of richness in, in the arts that gives you, gives any person who's interested in pursuing them or appreciating it or uh, being philanthropic in its in in their ab- ability to share their gifts and their their resource, it makes this a, a wonderful city to be in. 
the well, Twin yeah. Cities. Yeah, I think the scene here is very broad and very welcoming. And I really, I really dig that scene, like from the song. <laughs> yes, my roots are showing. I have one last question to ask yeah. you, and I only because I sort of know a little bit about this. But your last name is Rambo. It is, and there's a town, right? Is right, that why right. you have uh, your Rambo, last name is Rambo? Is my last name, and my family, uh, my great 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 grandmother Lydia was freed in 1847, oh to be God. exact. And, mm-hmm. and she, both she and her three sons were, uh, were freed, and they uh, loomed up the truck and went to Texas. And where many people would have thought they would have gone further north, they went south uh, because they were in Tennessee uh, when they were uh, in captive, when they were enslaved, rather. Um, and then, so they found Rambo, Texas. And because my great, great grandmother was very fair to begin with, she, because of the nature of how slavery went, her children were, were the children of the slave master. And so they were very, very fair. And so they, one of her eldest sons went into the land bursar's office in town and didn't give up the ghost and didn't, they didn't ask him. So he didn't tell. So he bought some land and it became Rambo, Texas. Oh my gosh! Are there still Rambo's in Rambo? There's Texas? still Rambo's in Rambo, Texas. There's still the Rambo Cemetery and Rambo Funeral Home. You know, you know, it's a real town where they have a cemetery and a funeral home. You know, that's <laughs> that's yeah. like having a you know a super American town. You know, oh my gosh, a Walmart rather. Oh my gosh. Well, T. Michael, it has been wonderful to hear you sing today. Thank you. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So hopefully you'll come back to Odd Bits and End Pieces. And uh, thank you. All right, it's a delight. Thank you. Think for a moment about calling into an emergency hotline and trying to tell the operator what is happening as everything is falling apart all around you. This Monty Python-esque sketch leaves no ridiculous stone unturned. The brainy Becca Hart, a talent with a thousand voices, plays the operator, and the shameless Ryan London Levin plays the hysterical caller. This is triage. What's your emergency? I was dining outside with my wife, and something terrible happened. What's that? Well, you see, my neighbors have this great big dog. Go on. And, well, it jumped the fence. And when she came out carrying the dessert tray, it lunged at her. And, well, it caught her. What happened, sir? She barely had time to put the tray down, and it jumped on her. Sir, please, go on. Yes, well, the mess was... I don't know how to describe it. Please try. We have emergency vehicles on their way now. Of course. Thank you. Yes, the slobber was everywhere. I see. Yes, the shirt she had on was a gift, and I have to run it in an extremely soiled setting in the wash. The dog just wouldn't stop licking. So you know this is an emergency line. It is a felony to call in with something that is not an emergency. No, that was just the cause of the calamity. Well, what happened then? I spilled my tea. I'm sorry? My tea. I was holding it when my wife set the cakes down and the dog jumped on her and his tail whipped the cup right out of my hands. What kind of tea? Bergamot. Oh. Oh. God. And the desserts? Lemon pots and poppy seed muffins. Well, they were. Were? Well, you see, she hardly had time to set them down, and the tray wasn't entirely on the patio table. When my teacup fell, it nudged them off. And the dog? Were you able to get the dog away before? No, I wasn't. I couldn't stop him. He ate all the desserts. No! Yes! 
Then my four-year-old son ran to greet the dog. Please don't. Don't say it. I must. He had an ice cream cone. As he ran to embrace the beast, the scoop of ice cream dropped out of the cone and splattered all over the new shoes. What kind of ice cream? Peppermint bonbon. No! Yes! And that's not all! That can't be more! I tried to catch the desserts as they fell, and when I'd reached for them, I knocked over the milk! You spilled the milk? I spilled the milk. You poor man! Why? How? How could I have let this happen? It's not your fault! Whose is it then? There was nothing you could do. Placing blame doesn't help. We have our emergency milk, tea, and pastry chucks on their way. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anything else I can help with? No. My wife broke her leg in the fall, but she'll be fine. Oh, well, that's relief. A family can only withstand so much tragedy. Remember to allow yourself time to feel and process what happened. Recovery from a spoiled tea takes time. Goodbye. <laughs> this job never gets any easier. Who knew that playing the cello could be cool? Who knew the cello was a jazz instrument? Greg Byers, that's who. Playing with Joan Griffith on guitar, our jazz duo makes all of us want to move our hips to this sexy sounding instrument.
What do you get when you put a science subject in the hands of an educated, well-spoken, and humorous brainchild? Scientific Lee Johnson, of course. These are men with science on the brain. Facts on things like how to make it rain. Everyone loves to learn with glee. He's constantly, Lee. fastidiously, Lee. authentically, Lee. enormously, Lee. helpfully, Lee. soulfully. Lee. He's our man of fact, scientifically. Welcome back to another volume of Scientifically Speaking, where we do quick little dives into a variety of topics surrounding nature, space, and science. You won't find too many jokes here, as the following humor is derived from just how fun time and space around us can be. This week, we're venturing out many billions of kilometers from home base here on Earth to visit a small ball of rock and ice affectionately known as Pluto. Discovered on February 18, 1930, this celestial body was named Pluto at the suggestion of 11-year-old Venetia Burney. Named for the Roman god of the underworld who famously kept little company and had a frigid demeanor, Pluto is a fitting title for such a cold and remote planet. And since its discovery, Pluto has yet to make one full orbit around the sun, with a Plutonian year taking nearly 248 Earth years. Now, Pluto was famously demoted from planethood in August of 2006 by the International Astronomical Union. After much debate and several draft proposals, the IAU outlined that a planet must meet three criteria, which I will paraphrase now. One, the object must be in orbit around the sun. Two, the object must be massive enough for its own gravity to pull it into a nearly round shape. And three, the object must have cleared its neighborhood around its orbit. Pluto absolutely crushes the first two criteria. It orbits the sun and is, in fact, round. But Pluto fails criterion number three in that it hasn't cleared its neighborhood. Pluto is a trans-Neptunian object in the Kuiper Belt. Though it is sizable, it is not such a dominant force that it gravitationally affects all the objects nearby. Many rocks, chunks of ice, and other debris in the Kuiper Belt are more immediately affected by Neptune's gravity than Pluto's. There are also several other dwarf planets rummaging around in the Kuiper Belt that are relatively nearby and are of comparable size to Pluto. It's a bustling neighborhood, hence the demotion. And there is no officially defined threshold of when a neighborhood is cleared. It's more of a, oh, uh, you know it when you see it. So for those of you still upset at Pluto's disposition, well, it's time to move on. Pluto seems content, and it's still a part of our solar family, even though it's been relegated to the kids' table. That's all for this week, Scientifically Speaking. If you want to learn more or disagreed with anything posed here, I invite you to look it up. He's our man of fact, scientifically. Let's be honest, 2020 sucked, and 2021 hasn't been much better. This little parody said it was all right to feel sad, numb, or just plain angry. My apologies to Ernie.
took my joys, crushed my dreams with no noise. 2020, you're a soul-sucking witch, it's true. Every day when I'm quarantined in my house, I find that too much drinking can make me feel bad and lousy. Sip-a-sap-suppy. 2020, please and now, cause I'm the size of a cow. 2020, we're awfully tired of wearing masks. I have no desire to. 2020, I'll never Zoom with you. Thank you for listening to our first Odd Bits and End Pieces Best of Show. We would like to thank all of the performers who gave us their time and talent while wearing a mask and social distancing with us. We would also like to thank York Dental, CeCe Haynes, and Pleasing Dog Music for their financial support. And we could not have succeeded without the wonderful sound recording of Joan Griffith, and sound editing of Jose Rodriguez. We closed all 20 episodes of our first season with this inspired Joan Griffith reimagined You Are My Sunshine. You are my sunshine, my And here's a little bonus song from our upcoming miniseries, Detective Spaceman. Enjoy. You used me like a toy. I hear. 